Time for the wheel nerds. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, stop a bit. Come on, you. Hi, welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is Chuck. And I'm Todd. You're listening to episode 12. Well, we're going to talk about knitting. Oh, really? I have a really nice pattern for that. This this little dish rag thing, it's really sweet. Oh, those are great. I love those little dish raggy thingies. And some booties. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to keep me warm in the winter. Which works out pretty well because we're also going to... Okay, shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if someone knit you a scarf, you wouldn't mix it in with your gear. <laughs> I wouldn't stuff it down the front of my pants. <laughs> Only because you didn't think of it first. <laughs> well, let's start out by saying that the Death Hooch yes. Gizmo works. Yes, the Death Hooch Gizmo. So after Chuck's disastrous experiment with the Death Hooch Gizmo, the spike available at thinkgeek.com. Yep, spike your juice. He, he spiked the cheapest, shittiest apple juice he could find, sparing every expense <laughs> on the way there. <laughs> I got a hold of some good juice, some nice fancy pomegranate uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Except here's the thing: whose spiked juice came out so you could drink it? There was extenuating circumstances with my juice. Okay. It took a trip into the road. Okay. That counts for something. And I, I actually got some feedback about the uh, the whole spiking. Oh, really? From fer- fermenting from, from what, like a spiked juice expert or a- from uh, home brewers, oh, beer okay. makers. That makes that makes sense. Dudes making their own beer. Okay. One of the things that was pointed out was that the juice didn't matter. That was a moot point. They Horse were, shit. They were saying it was perfectly fine to start out Therefore, with Therefore, corn liquor is always de- just as delicious as barley. Why, yes, it is. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Look here, Yankee. <laughs> you best not be around here, departs in sundown. <laughs> That's why Yankees get hurt. Because they can't understand you. <laughs> You gonna get on something? You bet. Yeah. This doesn't sound uh, entirely hypothetical speech. <laughs> my dad's from the south. Gotcha. These are my people. This is family. I come from a family with, where people are named Goober. <laughs> Not lying. <laughs> wow. And another one of them is named Rabbit. That's something. Yep. I come from the world of Volkswagen buses. Volkswagen buses. Yes. Okay. With turtles playing the banjo and rainbows painted on the side of them. I grew up where. There were Volkswagen buses, but they all had surfboards and clouds of smoke wafting out of them. <laughs> it was weird. Whoa. I figured they just burned a lot of oil. <laughs> well, they did that too. I was always hungry when they drove by. I don't know why. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. I did some uh, Ural service today. Oh, okay. How'd that go? Well, the Ur- Ural oil changes are always kind of exciting because it's like the what's going to come out? Rocks? Uh, no rocks this time. So I, uh, I pulled out the air filter first and I found it was black with uh, oil that had been from the blowover tube. So apparently running a Ural wide open for three days, um, <laughs> we'll do that. So don't do that. Then the, the... Wait, wait, wait. Wouldn't that just duplicate the effect with the K9? You know, like the oiled air oh, filter? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's the basic that's idea. That's great. It's oiling right? the air filter for So you. you were just Im- improving its performance. Yeah, it was, wasn't a, just a paper filter, right? It was some really cool... It was a K&N. No, oh, there you go. You were just maintaining it. Mm-hmm. It was a self-lubricating filter. That's the notion. Um, <laughs> it's also a handy place to deal with the pressure from the air-cooled engine, which is made with broad tolerances at the best of times. The engine oil was down. A bit. A more, yeah. Like, like, like how much? Like probably a quart. And it takes two. Oh. <laughs> 
So I know where it all went, which is that it all went in and got burned up. <laughs> so apparently running it wide open is not good for it. The good news is when the oil came out, the oil was, you know, it was a little blackish, but it was otherwise basically good. You know, nothing strange in it, which takes us to the uh, transmission oil. Okay. Uh, the transmission oil looks good at first. It's a little, you know, clear. And then it comes with a, a nice layer of mayonnaise, which it's been known to do. So mayonnaise is what's called an emulsion. Um, okay. It happens when you uh, beat oil and some sort of other liquid, usually an acid, with something in it, and it makes like a mayonnaise consistency. Right. Uh, your engine can do this if it has crud and water and oil. How often do you change the transmission oil on this thing? Every 2,500 kilometers. Oh. Yeah, it's that good. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really know where that's coming from. I have suspicions. But it runs okay, despite all of this. So that takes us to the final gear oil, which was downright scary. So I pull the final <laughs> gear plug, and the final gear plug looks like a porcupine. Like, serious hedgehog of metal. The, the final gear oil, which is 80-90 weight stuff, begins to pour out. Totally mayonnaise bringing visibly large chunks of metal with it. I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think I'm going to like it. Beal's running great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Issue. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing about the Euro. The Euro runs great, even so. Mayonnaise. Well, like you said, broad tolerances. Um, broad tolerances. At some point, though. Yeah, it's it's going to run out after a while. So I'm. I'm it's going to run out of metal to eat. With <laughs> <laughs> more metal in hole. You're going to open your garage one day, and parts of the V-strom will be missing. <laughs> Start eating the V-strom. The Euro's final drive is done eating the final drive, and now it will consume the world. <laughs> That's why the Soviet Union was so big on expansion. They had to feed their fleet. Yes. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see what's going on there. I need another spacer in the uh, sidecar wheel. I'm assuming it, it appears to be eating it from the in, out, inside out on the sidecar side. So there, there's, it's devouring the metal. <laughs> That's why you hit it with a rock. To feed it. <laughs> right. To break off some more metal bits. <laughs> That's why you hit it with a rock. It, it's it's entirely sensible. It, it makes sense. Ivan knew what he was doing. And that's why they give you so many useless wrenches that break so you can just feed those into the final drive. <laughs> Gotta put some more metal in <laughs> That sound like it's like it's chewing up bolts when you shift. It's actually chewing up the innards. Yeah, that's what keeps it happy. Yeah, more metal. The bill just needs blood every now and then. You need mm-hmm. metal. Like a metal termite. They say to use ur- ural uh, uh, final drive treatment in it too, which I assume is just still like me out. Just feed it Right on in. Vodka goes in real drive. <laughs> no oil. Vodka. <laughs> That's why it's turning it into mayonnaise, because you're putting the wrong stuff in. Wheel squeaky. Vodka. <laughs> Seat not comfy. Vodka. <laughs> Lights not blink. Vodka. I don't like to drive it for three hours straight. Vodka. <laughs> I could see that making a difference. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is I totally rode it for like three, four hours this weekend. I was fine because I was riding at like 50 miles an hour on back roads. Yeah. And it was no big deal. This is pleasant. dum 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 How much difference do you think it'd make with that, that Euro we saw in the classifieds that had the full fairing and stuff? I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about that. That one had the Euro fairing with a metal bottom to it. There's that and there's a National Cycle Makes one that looks pretty attractive. And I, I don't know. I'm tempted to try. At the same time, I'm also like, do I want to sink money into the Euro or do I want to start looking at, you know... Big fancy sidecar. I need Touratech worthy sidecar. Adventure sidecar. The sort of thing that you'd eat dog biscuits while you ride. In this case, I dipped them in vodka. You're not going to let that go, are you? 
No, no one has sent us a picture yet. No, no, no pictures. No one is making me. What eat. are you waiting for? You could make Chuck eat dog biscuits. All you've got to do is send us a picture of you eating a dog biscuit. You could even fake it. I don't care. How about this? You send us a picture of you eating a dog biscuit, and you say which one of us you want to see eating a dog biscuit. I don't know if I like this. I like it. Of course, if, of course, we're screwed if they send a picture of two people eating dog biscuits. And so they, and they want to then, see both of us. Then it's yeah. both of us. Then yeah. we're doomed. Yeah. The Wheel Nerds Adventure Biscuit Challenge is still on. We were eating dog biscuits for three days straight. The Euro wouldn't go over 20 miles an hour. I was starting to look at Todd in a hungry way. This is my adventure voice. Wow. It's good, right? Gravelly. Scary. Why well, I'm wearing my Ruka suit. <laughs> my city boots. <laughs> And my icon vest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the icon. Oh, please. Can we talk about the icon The vest? icon regulator vest. This is our must-have piece of gear. <laughs> new piece of gear you have to have. The icon regulator vest. The new safety gear. Totally hardcore. So we'll put up a link to this on the site. So the Icon Regulator Vest can be yours for the low, low price of two to $300. Well, it is, you know, premium leather. That's true. It's premium, premium protective leather with no sleeves. No sleeve. As a uh, back armor. Yep. So it's got, a, it's got a, a big back panel armor thing. So presumably you won't break your back. You, you can't land on your arms. You got to land on your back or your chest. With That's this right. Thing. Yeah. Th- those are your only options. <laughs> I mean, this totally looks like something out of, you know, Biker Boys or Torque. You know, yeah, a little too fashion conscious. But no, no, yeah, you're right. It does look like something out of there. It's that total like that that we want to be tough, but we're almost a little too fashion conscious for yeah. such things. I see a lot of California sport bike riders doing the sleeveless look. You know? Yeah, maybe well, they're they're wearing the Corona tank tops to begin with. Okay, so. but right, here here's my favorite feature: is it has fatty straps. <laughs> They don't call them fatty straps. They're fatty straps. <laughs> they are side it's fit got, adjustment. It's, a, it's 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 a girdle. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're gonna wear this thing, you gotta look tough. Yeah, and not so fat. <laughs> not so fat. <laughs> or at the very least, you can expand it out to you know hold your big fat belly. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you got icon blazoned on your chest, they're gonna want you to suck it in. That's right. <laughs> Because not only can you have icon emblazoned on your chest, you could have a Indian skull on your back. Just the Indian skull on your back, or I, the the giant Busa logo in the silver is by far my favorite. Why does Busa get its own? It's Busa, man. It you, it, Bus- it the Busas aren't the it silver. Bike. They're not the it bike. It, they're not the it bike. Swoopy and. Yes, I understand it. I understand it's a Japanese language character on the back, which makes it which instantly might as well, cool. Exactly, instantly cool. Even though it might mean like spicy bean. That's probably what it means. It means I love cock. <laughs> I apologize to our listener who doesn't like swearing. Our homosexual listeners. I apologize to them too. Should actually not buy this vest because you'll look like a total doof in it. Too. <laughs> They'd be the ones wearing it to the nightclub. No. No, because they look like total doofs in it. <laughs> That's true. They're, they have more sense than that. They, they are more fashionably sensible than than that. <laughs> no, this one is totally. This is this this vest is aimed directly at twenty something douchebags. <laughs> yeah, you know it really is. It's, it's a targeted a targeted item. But why would uh, why would a twenty something year old douchebag buy a vest called air cooled? Oh, well, that's what the fatty straps are for. They're trying to expand their audience. (laughs) So this is also aimed at the 40-something-year-old douchebags who aren't Mm -hmm. 20 anymore but haven't quite grasped that. Yeah, don't quite get it yet. (laughs) I've got your superhero horsepower. I'm air cool. I'm old. God, this is tough. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) 
that was that was the fatty grunt for those who aren't familiar with that. <laughs> when I bend over, I make that noise. Oh man, I want the one with the skull in the back. Oh man, I got I gotta I gotta give it up for the silver one with the bizzle. <laughs> that that captures my personality. That that says Chuck. I'm all about the shiny. A big skull. I gotta I gotta have shiny. Can't say no to shiny. That's re- you know that looks you know that kind of, that silver. Mm-hmm. That, that is that's straight out of a Power Ranger. Episode. It totally is, isn't it? It totally gives <laughs> off that like. How do you like your quasi futuristic? <laughs> <laughs> we did not have any budget left over for sleeves. <laughs> I had a friend who used to wear things that were kind of like this, where it was, instead of just a tank top, it would have the sleeves that stopped at the shoulders. Okay, we always go up to him and be like, "Dude, don't worry, we'll find the guy who stole your sleeves." <laughs> Well, you know, back in the 80s when I was a teenager, I cut the sleeves off my T-shirts all the time because that's what we did. We cut the T-shirts and the <laughs> neck out. Then we went to the beach mm-hmm. and had mm-hmm. dates with girls. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Busa went out a few years back when Mr. Quarterback crashed face first into somebody's car on mm-hmm. his Busa. Because now you see Busa mentioned in terms of, you know, touring. What? Yeah, there's. I've seen a bunch of articles that talk about what? that the Busa is kind of comfortable for touring. Is comfortable for touring. I can, I can see it. You get the juice to just cruise along and putt putt along at slow speed. You certainly got enough power to put. What the hell did you put luggage on it? You get cases and stuff for it now. Yeah. Huh? I'll be damned. So you know those. It's not cool for the twenty-something-year-olds. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> who would wear a vest? But don't worry, it's got fatty straps. <laughs> We are totally going to get complaints about the fatty straps. <laughs> I, what I like is in this picture, they're all, you know, strapped Yo, they're in all, tight. They're all strapped in real tight. Except for one. Like sucking it in. It's, oh, yeah. It's a sending that the message plain, like. The plain brown one is like, you can you can wear this one, Parky. <laughs> <laughs> It'll fit you too. <laughs> like ice cream? You'll like this vest. <laughs> I, I like ice cream. <laughs> I could totally see that Carl's Jr. commercial where he's holding the burger and he's wearing the vest. <laughs> it's all dripping down the front. Well, the thing—the thing that I keep getting stuck up on is that okay, so you know, it's got it's the it's the vest and all the neat fashion and stuff. It's two hundred and fifty friggin' dollars. Well, it's Icon, man. What what from Icon isn't expensive? Okay, that's true, but it's a vest, man. Yeah, it's just a vest. But there's nothing there. And Icon makes weird stuff sometimes. Remember the pink chaps for girls? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Either a bedroom or a strip bar. That's where those mm-hmm. chaps belong. Yep, they were the stripper item of choice. I'm oh sure. yeah. Yep. So so there it is. The Icon regular vest, surely the most indispensable new safety item. Which is funny because it stay right next to it in Icon vests. You've got the Icon safety vest. Which I'm told is actually really good. Yeah, and that's the thing the military guys have to wear to ride on base. Yeah, they got to. Well, they have to wear it. To, it's not just on base; it's everywhere. Like if you well, are yeah, on your bike, wear, you must wear. You must wear a reflective vest of mm-hmm. some sort. Yeah, and the icon one is pretty nice because it's got the pockets and mm-hmm. the see-through thing for your ID. And yeah, one of the guys, one of the guys I teach with, he's uh, he was in the navy. He's not anymore, but he still wears the vest for the visibility. Go navy! He says it's uh, completely sweet because he puts all his crap, you know, like his wallet, his keys, and all his bullshit in the vest. And then no matter what suit he puts on, he doesn't have to worry about. You know, where's all this crap? Because I don't know about you, but having all the pockets on the two suits, I, there's always, when I switch suits, a little time spent juggling around in pockets. Yeah, I've, uh, well, you know, I've got the multiple set of keys, mm-hmm. which sort of helps that the helps, pocket. Yeah. And I've also made photocopies of everything and oh, that's spread cool. it around. By yeah. the way, in case you haven't figured out what this week's show is going to be all about, this is the Gear Horse Show. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can never really have too much gear. How many? How much motorcycle gear do you need, Chuck? <sighs> Well, I've got some closet space. <laughs> I don't, and I still want some. 
<laughs> you know, that's the thing. Whenever someone's trying to get into writing for the first time and they're mm-hmm. trying to make this argument to convince their significant oh, other God, or something, yes. they're always like, well, you know, I'm going to save so much money <laughs> in fuel. And the bike's only going to cost $2,000. And I'm going to pay $4,000 in gear over the next three years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no one ever mentions that side of it. <laughs> the helmet is shiny. <laughs> oh, God, do I have a that problem? That is a sick-looking jacket. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I have a problem with helmets. <laughs> Suits! Pirate outfits. Yeah, whatever it is. I've got bikes in multiple colors. And Tassels! They all, they all require their own matching outfit. <laughs> so we're going to talk all about gear today. So I guess that that's maybe the one positive of uh, the tank top flip-flop crowd is... Their gear costs are remarkably low. They don't have that gear compulsion. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, gear whoring is like half the fun. <laughs> I, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And there's so much thrown at it. Hell, you look, you know, we got these Tortec catalogs. You look in there, you, you're looking at anything from, you know, Ruka, Rukka, Rukka. I'm going with Rukka. Rukka. They're thousands of dollars for. Well, the, the, the BMW extra large project logo on Cloud's jacket is 800 for the jacket, 800 for the pants. Right. Yeah. And it, you can go all the way down, you know, spending 100 bucks on a mesh jacket of some sort. I mean, yeah. there's just, you, you got your gloves, your jacket, your pants, your suit, your helmet, your crotch gator thing that you like to stuff your other suit your other suit because you know you want a hot suit and and a winter suit so the thing the thing i've noticed about gear though is there's a lot of these weird sort of like sub i don't know what you call it subcultures of gear yeah like subcultures of bikes like like so okay so let's play a game i'm gonna tell you the gear and you tell me who it is wearing it onesies oh adventure guys bmw factory large logo gear john (laughs) (laughs) leather vest and chap that guy from american chopper color matched leathers (laughs) <laughs> the guys from Biker Boys. Yeah, that's that's who I think. Torque. I think of the kickstand crew when I think color matched leathers. Torque. Yep. Two people on a bike whose gear matches really well. Old people? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Corona tank top. Young people? Exactly. And yet, and yet, there's no reason no one in there can't mix everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's like whatever you're wearing says who you are. You have a onesie. I'm adventury. Hey, you know, I I am guilty of that too. I have a black leather jacket with a skull on the back mm-hmm. for when I ride my cruiser. <laughs> and I have a blue onesie for when I ride the Buell. Well, I I've got a I've got a gray onesie for I have two gray onesies, technically speaking. And I've got a red jacket with a white dragon on the back when I ride the red Honda Viffer. I oh, bow. did I mention the helmet had red and white stripes in the pattern of the rising sun? I, I bow before your horridness, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Truly, you match. I think about these things. I, just, I have an image to project. I don't. I just want something comfy and I wear it all the time until it's so smelly and disgusting. No one can get near it. Well, you know, since I bought the onesie, that's that's more toward where I am. Yeah, the right onesies, now. the onesies are, are habit forming because it's just way too easy. Though I just did buy another red mesh jacket for the Viffer. You know this company, Tez, Tees, Tez. Yeah. So they're they're coming out with version four of my suit. Oh yeah. 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 So you know what the cool thing I really liked about yours from a tease. I'm gonna go with tease. tease. Why not? Yeah. Um, until Gazi calls me up and tells me how I'm pronouncing it, then you know we're, it's we'll call it tease. Yep. <clears throat> so the thing I really loved about your suit was that you could actually get it in a cool color like blue. Apparently he can do it in like a dark green, which I think would be totally dope. Because like all the others are like, you can have gray and black and maybe high vis and uh, that's all really. Yeah. He had two high vis colors. If yeah. I remember. Yeah. He yellow had the orange, orange and the yellow. Yeah. The yeah. oranges. <laughs> Man, the orange makes you look like a construction cone. <laughs> I wanted the orange one, but they yeah. didn't offer it with the, the version three suit when I bought it. Oh, okay. That's a problem. But I, I, oh, I, I like the orange better than the yellow. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, I got shock socks for the Buell now that match. 
Gazi, I think you owe me a few bucks for that sale to Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be calling soon. I want an orange suit. And I want it to say Buell in the back. Well, see, this and draw a heart around it. <laughs> and isn't then that, write forever. Isn't that what you have on your upper arm for when you wear your icon regulator vest? <laughs> Our listeners are getting sick of the Buell love. We've been getting letters about the, all the Buell love. Lay off, you geeks. Screw you guys. <laughs> But yeah, the, the Hygos thing is funny because, like, that that was for a while. I remember when that was totally new. And Claire, I will give him credit, was a complete trendsetter in that regard. Oh, yeah. Claire saw the highest, the high vis, and what, it, what, it, what now would be an only somewhat high vis, and at the time was like, it burns. He saw the high visible, visibility future. Yep. He bought that jacket, and everybody was just completely blown away by it. But mm-hmm. next thing you know, three years later, everyone is rocking the high vis. There's more people with them, yeah. 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 That's one reason why I'd get the orange instead of the yellow. Mm-hmm. Just because everybody's got the yellow. Yeah. The best high vis vest I've seen yeah. was a uh, construction orange. Uh-huh. And on the back, it said, Can you see me now, asshole? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we buy it? <laughs> I was just like, that is so cool. Must have. Except he wasn't wearing a shirt under it. That, that's the Harley approved high visibility vest. <laughs> it's safe yet offensive. <laughs> I like this more and more by the second. And he was in downtown Salt Lake. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I got, I got a confession to make here, Chuck, though, which is that I don't... You color your hair? No. No. You're not wearing underwear? Nah, but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I don't always wear all the gear. You're, so you're not wearing underwear? <laughs> No, I mean, you know, when I, when I go out around the city, I don't always put on the one-piece suits, you know. If I'm if I'm just going to, like, dinner on the Ural. But you're a teacher. I know, you're and that's the thing. I'm like, wear lots of gear. And then I was, well, I'm like, you're a shining uh, example. I don't want to. I just want to ride in jeans. You know, I, I've always wondered that when I've seen you show up in jeans, if you were riding in riding jeans or if you were just wearing blue jeans. Just jeans. Just jeans. Yeah, just rocking the jeans. It's, it's just, it's one of those, I guess some of it is being willing to accept. A certain amount of risk. I'm all for wear as much gear as you can, but if you're going to wear it less, don't be a douchebag about it and be like, oh, that stuff doesn't do any good. That's bullshit and you know it. <laughs> it breaks my... Ne- oh, you know. That's uh, bullshit and you know it. You saw the story, in, uh, what, yesterday, day before? Uh, oh. The helmet protest parade in New mm-hmm. York and a guy flipped over his bike and uh, died. And the police said, well, if he had been wearing a helmet, he would be okay. Yeah, no, you know. Probably. Probably. But, you know, Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it illustrates the point, but I guess I guess that that's that's one of those things is be honest about your choices and kind of man up to them. You know, I, I'm going to go out in jeans sometimes. You know what? I'm I, I recognize that that's being risky. And yeah, if you go down and, and you know your jeans rip up, you're going to get rushed. I'm going to get rashed up, and I'm going to pay for it. And yeah, I'm, I'm choosing to accept that. And most people, I think, who are out in less gear, tend to accept it. I think a lot of them will get all blustery if you bring it up. Yep. Because no one wants to feel like they're wrong. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what it is. Everybody thinks, you know, whatever gear you're, I'm wearing is right and the ex- other gear is wrong. Yeah, you know, the other side of that coin, just because you're wearing a onesie or city yeah. boots and a helmet, you're not bulletproof. Yeah, I've totally, I've totally done that, too. I see people going by and they're wearing nothing at all and I'm like, douchebag. Yeah, you're like, ah, I've got, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go right into the side of that I'm truck. A man. <laughs> I'm going to hit that 100 miles an hour and walk away. <laughs> There's only so much you can do. You, you, mm-hmm. you know, what's that saying? You are the crush zone. Yeah. When it comes to the motorcycle. 
Yeah, and I guess I guess it's just I, the thing that I have trouble with is people not 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 owning up to their choices there. Because realistically, a onesie with full face helmet, good armored gloves, good armored boots is you know the safest set of gear, and it's not like that's up for debate. That yeah. is the safest set of gear. End yeah. of end of discussion. Yeah, yeah. And then it scales down there with the less gear you wear, the less safe you are. And it's not like rocket science. It's very easy. Yeah. And you can go fifty years riding, you know, a tank top and flip flops and never get hurt. Well, yeah. If you don't crash, you don't get hurt. Yeah. And you know, conversely, you could wear a suit of armor, get into some sort of accident, and be run over by a truck tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't always wear all the gear. Most likely, I won't wear the pants. Yeah, the pants seem to be the thing that's the most. Easy to give up because you can drop a jacket real fast and a helmet and gloves real fast. And, you know, I'll, well, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll wear the uh, Carhartt's work pants. Mm-hmm. But realistically, I, I don't know how much those will uh, help. I'm betting they're marginally better than jeans and only marginally. I mean, it's still cotton. I mean, that's the easiest thing is your pants. Yeah. I'd feel really weird riding in shorts. And I think I've done that once. I, I did that once when I was in uh, Maui. I didn't like it very much. Um, I, I've done it around the block to just, you mm-hmm. know. You do something on a bike and you want to ride it to see if... Oh, sure, yeah, to see if it runs correctly. Yeah, if it still runs. Clank, 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 whoosh. Bring vodka. <laughs> and a metal bar. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and I've ridden without helmets. Same kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little short trips without them. You know, I'm so used to gear now that when I don't wear something... It feels it, strange. It feels really weird. It's kind of like getting in a car without a seatbelt on. You ever do that? Like yeah. just drive a little distance, like a little distance through a parking lot without a seatbelt on a car, and it feels like the strangest damn thing ever. Yeah, you're like I'm falling out of my seat. Ah! <laughs> I'm on the roller coaster. At What's Disney? happening? <laughs> I don't want to die. You know who are the biggest offenders then? Scooter riders. Yeah, yeah most you, of them don't wear anything but a helmet. You know, and I'm, even then, it's a dome. A funny thing is, I'm starting to see a little less of that, and maybe I'm just more aware of it. Because yeah, previously you'd think the number one offenders are going to be scooter riders. They're going to have you know. Their, their little Bluetooth thing in and yeah. their latte and their little drink holder and they're going to be talking cruising along. <laughs> I have seen them talking on the phone, which I have. just chills me. Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't have to shift, so right. they got a hand free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, what do you need the front brake for? Yeah. Yeah, and they, they used to be the big offenders, though. More and more, I'm starting to see them within, and you still don't see them, generally speaking, in onesies. Um, <laughs> no, you'll see them in a mesh jacket. Yeah, you'll see mesh jackets more, and I'm seeing, I've seen a few of them lately in full face helmets with increasing frequency. I have seen more in full face helmets. Which is cool. That's I mean, that just seems move. more convenient to me. I, the, well, yeah, that's the other thing for me. Like, I, the helmet thing. I can't imagine not having something covering up my face. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got I've got that flip up, and I've ridden mm-hmm. a lot with it. Yeah. Um, flipped up, and if I don't have the visor down at least on that thing, it, it sucks. Yeah. I don't I don't like it. Hmm. I've ridden with my friend who uh, rides a cruiser, mm-hmm. uh, an intruder, I think, uh, and he just wears a dome. Yeah. And dude hates going on the freeway. Well, yeah, because it's windy there. It's windy there. <laughs> I went on the freeway, and last time I rode with him, actually, was when I had the Ninja 250, mm-hmm. and I couldn't go slow enough for him on a Ninja 250 on the freeway. <laughs> Next time someone says a Ninja 250 isn't fast enough, <laughs> you can just tell him it killed an intruder 1400. Wow. I think it's an intruder 1400. And that's a fast bike. That with him crouched with down <laughs> behind the one hand Desperately grip. trying to hide behind the speedometer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I just I don't get it. I'm like, why not wear the full face? You know, get something with well, a even visor. The, even the, yeah, even the free quarter with the big like the the big the, dome, the, the get them visor, the uh, <laughs> the generic the generic super villain, the generic super villain goon visor. 
<laughs> See those? I, I keep looking at those because I think I was thinking one of them for teaching would be nice because it's nice in teaching to have something where the students can see your face so they can see where you're looking. Yeah. So I usually use a loner helmet, but the, of course the loner helmets in the trailer have been used by a They're stinky. Right, a lot of people. You guys disinfect those at all? Yeah, Lysol. We, we we hit them with Lysol a little bit, but you know. So technically, there. I suppose. In, I suppose if you if you put that in perspective, it's cleaner than my helmet. But <laughs> well, at this point, what isn't? I think this inside of your your oil tank was cleaner than your helmet. Could be. I got pretty greasy hair. <laughs> I've, I've seen you when the helmets come off after some days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, what I'm trying to say here is, don't borrow my helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Noted the guy in the parade was trying to make a point. Yep. Yeah. You know, I was really kind of torqued by the reaction that came from that. Yeah, there were some people with some kind of like mean spirit. I mean, it's like really a- mean spirited. Yeah. If I had a nickel for every donor cycle joke that followed that. Yeah, mm. which is just there's no – it doesn't seem like there's any call for that. I mean it's a bummer the guy died and, you know, it, it illustrates that perhaps he is not making the smartest decision by not wearing a helmet. But, you know, you know he made the decision, you know. Was, you, yeah. you, can, you say that's a bummer he died and what else can you say? Yeah. Actually, that, that one came up in the things I was seeing. I, I saw a lot of, well, the motorcycles, you just outlaw them because they're dangerous. And they're, yeah, ban the motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah, if we're going to have national health care, we got to burn the motorcycles because they kill everybody. I'm like, wow, because, you know, people in minivans not paying attention don't kill way, 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 way more people. No. Well, you see that dude that got killed last week? He, uh, mm-hmm. a, a semi pulled out in front of him, which sounds like your basic. Not paying very close attention, normal kind of, yeah. Car, you know, car yeah. driver, right? The classic. Right. Here's the catch. He didn't hit the cab. He hit the trailer. Um. Folks, motorcycles are equipped with brakes. Uh, they are not equipped with the BMW sensor that will ride it for you. No, no, not at this time. There was a comment. Someone said he was there, and the guy traffic in front of him had stopped for the semi to pull out, and he had gone around him. Oh. But even then, I mean... You'd come out, and you'd be like, a truck brakes. It's not like you're riding along, and all of a sudden, 18-wheeler, poof! <laughs> 18-wheelers fall from the sky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If that happens, that would be pretty scary. But it doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate because he died there as well. So it it Mm -hmm. sucks, but man. Yeah, again, you know, if 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 that is what happened and he went out around the traffic and then failed to notice humongous truck and apply brakes, then what can you do? What can you do? Yeah, and and we don't know at the time we read the story of the guy in New York what the full story, why he... Mm -hmm. Because you don't spontaneously flip over a bike in a parade. Something happens. No, no, something's got to happen. There's never – it's just like the – and we teach this and we beat this into the students in the class. The classic thing you hear, I was going around a corner and there was gravel and so I crashed. Chuck, what happened the last time you went around a corner and there was gravel? I went through it. Oh, okay. And then there was a bear. (laughs) (laughs) And it came right at me, Todd. (laughs) I had to lay it down. There was nothing else I could do. No, it was all fangs else. and claws and big slavering. <laughs> yeah. Did I mention it was a robot bear and it had a laser? Ooh, damn. Yeah. So you can't run away. Lasers are fast. Right. So I had to lay it down on the gravel. <laughs> that was clearly the only option. Yeah, you, you hear that one all the time. I had to lay it down. I had to lay it down. And it's always one thing. It was There was oil and I had to lay it down. And uh-huh. there, was, there was a truck I had to lay it down. <laughs> yeah. There was a, a garbage can I had to lay it down. Hi, Jen. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it doesn't hold water. I, I had to lay it down. 
But the thing, the thing we always stress is it's never one thing. There, even in crazy cases like this, it wouldn't be one thing. It's a whole bunch of things. It's there was gravel and you weren't paying attention and you hit the brakes and you were staring at the side of the road so you target fixated on it. Or there was gravel and you were going too fast and you really leaned over too far and you weren't paying attention. Yeah, a cascade, a resonance cascade Total. of events. A whole bunch of shit all at once. Boom. End of story. You know, when I took the BRC class, mm-hmm. someone asked that in class. Yeah. How do you how do you lay down? How do you bail out? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think uh, Eric, the instructor, had to do – it took him every ounce of willpower he had to answer that in a serious, that's, calm that's, manner. That's, that happens. Well, I just, there was nothing else to do. Really? How about your brakes? <laughs> <laughs> or turning or any number of the other things we're going to teach you. Lasers. Lasers, yes. If there's laser beams, you're screwed. I'm sorry. <laughs> there is no evasive tactic for laser beams. You run into a bear with a laser, it's over. Yeah. That I'm gonna I'm gonna allow that as the one there is one cause. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anything else? No dice. I want to know what the other things were. Were you going fast? Were your headlights on high beams or low beams at night? You know what I'm gonna say the next time I fall over in a parking lot. What's that? There was a bear with laser beams. <laughs> I usually have something funnier to say about falls over in parking lots. It was lots. lurking right between those two cars. <laughs> Lasers. You hear about the laser spark plug they're talking about now? No, really? No shit. Laser spark plugs? Laser spark plugs. How cool would that be? That would be awesome. Because you know what it means also is it means the death of spark plugs. No setting gaps? No setting gaps. Plug in. Go. The timing precision you'll be able to get? Very high. I don't know how it works yet, but. Lasers in the Wow. Yeah. You got any funny gear stories? Oh. Well, there was the uh, there was the forgot the candy bar incident in the mesh suit that didn't go well. Oh! So I, I took two bites out of a Snickers bar and I put it in the pocket of the suit, which you know is mesh. Where like, where were you? <laughs> I don't remember. I was at some gas station in the middle of nowhere, Utah. Moab. It was somewhere warm. I can tell you that. <laughs> You can you can probably predict where this went from there. Oh. I uh, I clean that pocket out and we just don't speak of it. <laughs> okay, that beats anything I had. <laughs> well, there's also the gloves. We've had such a wet wet winter. I put my gloves into the trunk and closed the trunk and forgot they were in there mm-hmm. with nothing else in there. Came back after going on a week long trip and opened the trunk and the there's something about the fuzzy stuff on the Joe Rocket gloves that mold just loves. <laughs> so the fuzzy bits were greenish. I was like, well, those are gone. Yeah. How are you liking those held gloves? I like the held gloves a lot. I didn't like them much at first. They uh, they take a while to kind of get broken in and shaped to your hands. Do they? Because that's the problem they, I'm having. You know, I just bought those held airs. I don't know. Well, mine, mine started kind of kind of crispy and a little like loose and funky, and then they got all well funky because because <laughs> you left them molded. <laughs> no, because they were on me. Oh right. <laughs> have we just have we discussed the part where I have a protective film that covers me <laughs> at all times? <laughs> When people talk about sticky children, that was me as a child. I was a sticky child, <laughs> and I'm kind of a sticky adult. <laughs> you know, they make things for that. Like, so It only lasts for so long. Give me 20 minutes, I'll be sticky again. But so that the gloves are Are all... you Italian or something? I don't know, dude. I just, I, it's natural layer of film. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the gloves got really nasty, and I washed them once. I don't want to go camping with you anymore. <laughs> I washed them a couple of the times, and by the time I'd washed them a couple of times, they actually were great. Okay. Like, once they once they get, you know, molded to your hands. You know, I haven't tried washing my gloves. I'll wash them, totally. Okay. They take forever to dry out, so make sure you've got some spares handy. Yeah. I don't... How often do you wash your suit? <laughs> um, when did I buy it? What, three years ago? Two years ago? <laughs> Every two years and some months. Okay. 
I was thinking I'd wash mine about once a year, but I haven't got around to it yet. I, I keep, I keep every time I put mine on now, and I'm like, this thing reeks of bo and <laughs> exhaust and and sunscreen. <laughs> I'm like, I should wash this. Of course, I do the same thing when I put my ski jacket on every year. I pull it on. I'm like, this thing reeks of bo and wax and sunscreen. <laughs> I should really watch this. You know, let's not kid. I, I might not be a good person to ask about this is what I'm getting around to. That's what – it happens every morning when you put clothes on. <laughs> no, I wash those because, you know, i got to be able to work. I've been meaning to wash the suits. I want to wash mine, but I don't want to yet because hey, I don't want it to look clean. <laughs> Chuck has figured out that I find anyone clean a little, a little unsettling, a little untrustworthy. I, I like the, the the scuffing and the dirt it's starting to pick up. Mm-hmm. So. Starting, to look, starting to look real. Yeah. Ooh, that reminds me. Speaking of things that look cool when they're worn in. Okay, so my, my deep, dark desire that I haven't bought yet, but it's very expensive, is one of those wax cotton jackets. You know, like the old school, like like cafe racer jackets, like the Aerostitch fall staff is kind of the, or the bell staff. Okay. Those look so damn cool. You really like that whole vintage scene. I like the whole vintage look, which is weird because, like, I'm I'm the biggest like tech geek in the world. Really, Mister Yarl? Well, you know. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's face it, when we went to the Triumph demo day, which bike were you really excited? about? I was totally about? slathering all over that Scrambler. Right. Yeah. There's no middle ground for me. It's either got to be like vintage or like complete like spaceman futuristic <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's Power Rangers or it's like Indiana Jones. There's no there's no middle ground. But man, do I love the way those look. Those look so cool. Mm. I don't know how they work. I don't know. I've told they smell funny. Not that that would. Yeah, I don't see that being <laughs> it's not an really obstacle. Be an issue. <laughs> we we brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> this smells funny. What? <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> Reeks of Todd. Yeah, that'll happen. You've only had it for five minutes. <laughs> Guess you better sell it to me cheap. <laughs> you don't That's why they won't let me ride bikes. <laughs> you don't want to put this back on the rack. It's got Todd all over it. <laughs> What's this film on it? <laughs> oh, sorry. It won't come off. It's like oil. We have to burn the seat. They say you're supposed to condition your leather. <laughs> I just rub it all over myself. <laughs> Were you rubbing yourself on the bike for God's sake? Now everyone will know that it's mine. I love this bike. That's why everyone was giving you funny looks at the GTL, not because you were playing with the cases. No, I think they were probably giving me funny looks at it because I was the only person there under 50. You know, the group I went with, we were, uh, well. <laughs> Chuck's like, they were all my con- crap. They were all 40 ish. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not old. I know. I know. Yeah, funny gear stories. My my funny gear stories all revolve around how gross everything I own. Yeah, let's let's pass on that. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. So you know, we we're pretty similar in gear tastes. By and large, I would say so. You tend to a little more color matching, and I tend toward black and filth match everything. But other than that, right? I mean, as, as far as the level of gear we wear, we're pretty. Yeah. Yeah, so we both wear the same kind of you know level of gear, which is frankly at the at the pretty high end of the spectrum. The only people with heavier duty gear are pretty much the people who wear race leathers everywhere. Right, and most of our friends do. Yeah, but you know how would it be? You know, if I got into, I got into riding what five six years ago, mm-hmm. what would have happened to me if I hadn't fallen in with you guys? If I had fallen in with the kickstand crowd, your leathers would match better. <laughs> I'd be looking at that icon regulator vest going, oh, the fatty straps, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need those. That's good. That's good. 
Yeah, I guess I guess who you who you ride with and what they wear probably does really affect it. Yeah, you know, and you know, like attracts like, right? The sport mm. bike guys are with other sport bike guys. The Harley yeah. guys are with other Harley guys. If they're open minded, they're with guys on cruisers of other vintage. And yes, folks, <laughs> we know exceptions to this do exist, but by and large, by and large, yeah. Think yeah. of the groups you see; they're pretty homogenous. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, I guess there, there's the flip side of that. So let's say next, next time we go on a ride, I'm going to show up in like a half dome and a regular vest and cargo shorts. When you say a regular vest, I'm picturing a suit vest that you just took off the rack. No, no, I, I'm <laughs> regular vest, like a not not the regular one with a backpack. You're like, but like <laughs> you're like straight from the village people video. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of vest. Just just the the thin leather fashiony vest. Will it have fringe? No, please, I don't say yes. Fringe. Please say yes. No, no fringe. Fringe and beads. No, no fringe. Oh, big Thunderbird symbol. You're gonna have to come in the fringe. <laughs> You're in, you're in charge of the fringe. You're the fringe department. So if we, sh- we show up looking like this. What's going to happen? We're going to get our asses beat. Yeah. I, and know. not by our friends. Well, there's that. There'll <laughs> be random guys in pickup trucks pulling over to beat us. Come here. <laughs> bum, bum, why? Because you deserve it. We don't know why, but you must deserve it. <laughs> We're dressing like that. <laughs> Hold still. But yeah, I guess I guess the thing now here oh my god, that reminds me. The other day I saw a guy on a BMW GS with no shirt on. Bare chested? Bare chested and a full face helmet riding around town. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> the hell am I looking at? On a twelve hundred GS. On a twelve hundred GS with a full face helmet. With all, yeah, with tour tech bags and everything. What <laughs> what was his pants? I think he was wearing shorts. Okay. I was gonna say, please tell me he's wearing like Tour master pants. That'd be great. <laughs> no, unfortunately. But yeah, I was like, it was like there was this, there was this moment of, am I really seeing this? When I come off the bike, I land on my butt, perhaps on my head. Wow, no shirt, huh? Did yeah. they have, they have a farmer tan? <laughs> I didn't look very long. I was in traffic. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a, a complete weirdo thing. But that's the other funny thing is that the peer group tends to also go to motorcycles. Yeah. Because, like, seeing a BMW guy with no gear on at all is... It's unheard of. Yeah. I didn't think they let you out of the showroom unless you bought, you know, logoed gear of some sort. <laughs> the big logos. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's mighty strange. But think of if you showed up with our group with something wildly divergent from the rest of the group. Yeah, like uh, backwards ball cap, a chrono tank top, shorts, board shorts, and flip-flops. You imagine the reaction for a little bit everybody would have. And people might be polite enough not to say anything right away, but you'd totally be able to, like, feel the vibe in the air. I can think of one of our friends who probably wouldn't ride with us. Yeah. I think he would just, you know, nix it. Be yeah. like, no, we can't do that. Not happening. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, if you show up out of uniform. Out of uniform? Like, what well, if someone shows up at the, the Chevron kickstand night you in know, a spacesuit? Yeah. It's <laughs> a good point. Just get off the bike. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> hey, I saw you have a girl's hair. <laughs> who, who wants to ride on the back with me? <laughs> I've got an extra suit. I've got a, I've got a $700 seat. <laughs> it's leather. There's a sheepskin on it. <laughs> we could show up at the Harley Demo Day in our onesies. We we did that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Can we ride your bike? Whee! Well, they were like, you guys go ride the Buell. <laughs> You over there? Over with you? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We showed up at the Harley down there in, in our onesies, and everyone mm-hmm. was in leather vests. Yeah, 
and uh, do leather do rags. Although, in fairness, we did we did leave our onesies on the bike because it was rather hot. It was hot, yeah. <laughs> but we had to pull in that parking lot. Yep, and people were looking. People were looking. People weren't sure what to make of those two crazy bikes. <laughs> and we probably threw on the onesies. And I think I may be the only person in the world ever to ride around on a giant Harley Tour in a high vis onesie. Oh, you know, I gotta talk to my cousin in Georgia. I wonder what he wears. He he rides a Goldwing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it. I'm not sure if his wife rides I with him. I bet it matches. <laughs> so actually, that brings up an interesting one: women's gear. So we like the ladies. We like the ladies. Oh, However, I'm, I'm noticing. Yeah. You look uncomfortable in those chaps. <laughs> wow. Angry letters. <laughs> We're going to lose our listener. Women do not automatically mean porn music, and they don't all talk about annoying voice Todd does with the shrill notes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's the the thing, though. Every motorcycle, like, gear manufacturer in the world, this is what's going on in their head when they're making this women's gear. I mean, if it's not black, it's, like, pink, like like bubblegum pink. Pink, yeah. Which, you know, is great if they're, like, 12. (laughs) I know very few, like, 30-year-old women who are like, bubblegum ping, my favorite. I need the Hello Kitty helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Mm-mm. No. Tease is working on a woman's suit. Does Aerostitch do a women's? Uh, Aerostitch is a unisex, unisex. Which, which to women basically reads like, men. It's going to look like a man. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know that that means going to look like a dude in it, and they don't tend to go for that. I mean, uh, that high-end uh, manufacturer, Ruka, mm-hmm. they do women's clothing. Yeah. What colors? Like black and red. Yeah. They're, well, they are adventure. Adventure. Every piece of Ruka clothing comes with a dog biscuit. <laughs> In a little glass case for emergency use only. Adventure biscuits. And when you eat the biscuit and you're out and you're still far away from hope, underneath that biscuit is a bullet. (laughs) You know what to do because you are hardcore. Sounds good, right? I dig it. (laughs) I think it comes with every suit. (laughs) Biscuit and bullet. Too much gear. What is too much? Is there such a thing as too much gear? I don't know. How about a vest that inflates? The airbag vest. Now, I will say that the, the, the airbag vest, which I think this is based upon, is an avalanche um, thing that, like, blows out these two little angel wing things. Oh, yeah. That's to, like, keep you from getting buried. Well, it makes you buoyant. Yeah. So yeah. you go up and it works great. And then if you do get buried, it deflates and you've got airspace. So for avalanche purposes, it makes perfect sense and it works great. I'm not sure what to make of it for the motorcycle purposes. Well, the whole point in the motorcycle world is that this thing would inflate up around your neck and hold it rigid. Oh, I see. That's interesting. To avoid neck right. and spinal. Well, okay. you got your back pad to prevent the spinal injuries. Mm-hmm. The neck thing would hold your head in place to prevent the neck injury. Gotcha. So you just kind of go boingy, boingy, boingy. I imagine, you know, as, as technology progresses, this vest will Become get to the normal. point. Well, not just that, but it'll get to the point where it can expand greatly. Mm-hmm. In case you in a spear of bubbly goodness. Well, it's an interesting point, actually, because the, the technology, I think the reason this feels weird and unnatural is because the technology isn't there yet to make it just normal. You know, I think of like full face helmets 20 years ago. Nobody wore them because they were awful. They were like, you know, wearing a bucket on your head. But yeah, I think this just isn't normal yet. I, I think of the other thing I want to see pretty soon in armor is that stuff they have in the, uh, the skier suits in the Olympics. It's the gel stuff that hardens on impact. <laughs> Why is that weird? I've got something that hardens on impact. I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> thanks, for, thanks for listening, folks. And I've got to go now. <laughs> but the, it's this gel stuff, and they have in the suits because you you don't want to you don't want your freedom of movement to be restricted by big armor pieces. But when these guys wreck in the slalom, it's like it's assholes and elbows and just cartwheeling down the thing like a starfish. So does it make your body rigid, or is it like armor? No, it's like armor. So you put it in like a pad, and then when it hits things, it's rigid for the impact, and then soft otherwise. Like talk about really nice for motorcycle gear, mm. like little freedom of movement when you're just riding along, and when you actually hit something, it's hard. That's cool. That's really cool. That's useful. It's not there yet, but, you know, I think it would make sense if it showed up eventually. I think maybe the airbag vest is like that. Are you thinking that would add more armor or replace existing? I think you could replace the hard layer of armor with that or replace some of the existing materials for armor to make a piece of armor that is better protecting but more flexible. I can see it being really useful for the back pad. I'm not so sure on the shoulder and the elbows. I'm not sold on that. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm trying to see if it would be that that much better. Yeah. That's a good point. In, in, in its in its gel state, I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Is it is it really going to be that big of a cuz I'm like, you know, what, well, you know, I got the shoulder pads, the elbow pads now, how big of a problem are they? Yeah, and then that that's, that's probably what it is is they're not really. Yeah, I mean for like your back, maybe your chest. Yeah, but I guess maybe you could have a lower profile suit, I don't know. Yeah, or maybe vest. <laughs> to show your tats. Ooh, that's what it is. When you get in an accident, the gel just rolls down your arm. Ooh, yeah, that would be useful. Protect your tats. How about gloves? It would be gloves would be good. Gloves. Okay, gloves, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Boots? Yeah, boots. Another great place for it. Yeah. But so, yeah, and then the airbag vest, I guess, maybe that's maybe that's just not at the point where it's totally ubiquitous yet. But I mean, think of airbags in cars. Yeah, those you were know, so... That was, a, that was a notable, ooh, funny thing to have. And now it's like, you cannot get a car without an airbag. Christ, my car has like 20... Yeah, you can't have enough airbags in a car. <laughs> the, the the glove box, like, inflates to keep your papers in place. And the, the drink holder inflates to hold your drink steady when you crash. It's insanity. <laughs> How about airbags on a bike? Ooh, like the new Goldwing. Does the new Goldwing have airbags? The new Goldwing has an airbag on it. For the rider or the passenger or both? Or? I I guess for the rider blows and the up passenger in the blasts in the back of you. Yeah, it blows up out of the dash. And it makes it it makes an already like bike that starts at twenty three grand cost like thirty some thousand dollars. But they're they're saying it's safer, I guess. Well I you, you know that anime series I watched, the Gundam giant robot had Airbags just in a little console. They don't wear helmets or anything in sure. the cockpits. A bit. Well, you got, if you have that big, cool anime hair, you don't want to put a helmet over it. Right. Like, God so forbid. They just have the airbag that blows up right in their lap. Protect. Am I getting too nerdy with this? Am it's I, possible. Yeah. You're, you know, you're just, outing yourself. Yeah. Wait, wait. Put on your regular vest. <laughs> Talk in the voice. <laughs> I don't watch anime. We aren't sitting in a room full of anime figures. Much. <laughs> Only three walls. <laughs> are covered at this time because the wife made him put a bunch in the closet. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need that bullet now. <laughs> All right, should we go to listener Q&A? Actually, we've got a listener submission. Let's do that Ooh, first. The first of our Real Nerds Disorganized Unpaid Correspondent Program. You remembered all of that. Yes. Wow. The Wadukpa. The babe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. All right. We, so for our first Waduckpa entry, we've got the segment here from Charlie, the six and a half foot tall man riding a Buell Blast. Hey, we all know this is Charlie, your roving reporter. Thought I would talk a little bit about test riding a Buell Blast, or at least trying to test ride a Buell Blast. Because, well, it's not very big. And I'm taller than average. So, you know, I thought I'd try it. Friend of mine had one. Take it out. Yeah, go on. Sneak up it on the parking lot, and I look at it, and I'm like, 
Yeah, that's not a very big bike. Chuck, I'm sorry. I know it's a Buell. By the way, we have in fact found the source for the personalized body pillows. But anyway, so not very big. Not very tall. Thought I'd try and sit on it. This is the first thing you have to do to test ride it, I guess, is actually sit on the bike. And that, that sort of ended the test ride. Because I sat on it and I pretty much had to scream. Because one, was monkey fucking a football. And two, suckers clown. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing that's right about a six foot seven guy trying to sit on a Buell Blast. My knees are above the tank top. The bars, they don't really turn. And if they do turn, then you just bang them into your knees. Who cares about interfering with a tank? My knees hurt more. Just no. Your roving reporter trying to test ride a bike, discovering that size really does matter later. It just coincidentally was a Buell. There was no, you know, bias whatsoever. If you don't like us playing stuff about Buells, why don't you damn well send us something? You should send us something not about a Buell. Jerk. So he doesn't belong on a blast. One gets that impression. <laughs> <laughs> it's good he didn't take the writer's edge course. What would they, what would they do? I have no idea. <laughs> but it would be hilarious no matter what it was. And to be fair, he's sort of an outlier of, yeah. you know, of humanity. That's true. A freak, if you will. A mutant. A genetic aberration. Something not meant to live. Yeah, nor okay. reproduce. Seems fair. Yeah. All right. We also got some listener mail who didn't send us any cool stuff to play on the air, but that's okay. That's we forgive true. you. Hey, guys. I'm another listener from Canada, but I'm from Vancouver Island, not Nova Scotia. What? That's the West End. Okay. Anyway, also a Euro loaner. Nice. Former KLR. Oh, this guy's all about the dirtbag bikes. Yeah. And found out about this show from Soviet Steeds. So far, so good on the show. I like the interviews, and even though I have no plans to go to Mexico, I'm probably going to buy that DVD from last week's show. Why not go to Mexico, man? Mexico's great. I want to go to. I want to ride to Mexico now. Yeah, I, I kind of do too. Yeah, it'd be, I think it'd be tempted to go on the Ural. It'll be awesome. Yeah, I might trailer it to the border. <laughs> Anyway, so the sound quality's improved in the last few shows, which I assume means you're mumbling less. <laughs> Just need less Buell love now. <laughs> Will the Adventure Biscuits be in the next Tura Tech catalog? One would hope. If they are, they owe us major <laughs> Serious royalties. Adventure Biscuits, you heard it first on Wheel Nerds. Coming soon to a litigation court near you. Fargo brand Adventure Biscuits, except no substitute. So what's the deal with beer in Utah? You've made reference to it many times. Can you explain that to us common folk from far away? A.K.A. not from Utah. Well, not just not from Utah, from Pacific Northwest, where there's lots of good beer. Okay, so let's see. Um, Utah's got crazy beer laws because the predominant uh, group in Utah is the Mormons. They don't drink at all. And it's sinful if we drink, especially as much as we drink. So they, they do this weird balancing act of alcohol laws that don't really make sense, but you can tell that you know they're being pulled from two different directions because they don't want to go way off the deep end of you know banning mm -hmm. alcohol. Right. But at the same time, they don't want to give the appearance of encouraging alcohol. Yeah, so you get this weird sort of sideways law thing. So what you can do is you can buy 3-2 beer, so 3.2% alcohol beer in the supermarket. Also known as yellow water. Well, and, and in fairness, a few of the local breweries have managed to make good on that. Wasatch Brewery and Squatters both have pretty acceptable beers that are 3.2%. If you want full-strength beer... You've got to go to a liquor store and pay through the nose. Now, interestingly, the people who make these cockamamie laws are also the people who own the liquor store. <laughs> and it is the only element of state government that shows a profit. 
And yet they want to close and liquor they want stores to close down. Liquor stores. They want to close yeah. the downtown liquor store, which I don't know if you've ever tried to go to the downtown liquor store, but don't. The downtown <laughs> liquor store is a traffic incident by itself for hours every night. Yeah. Well, the next, the, the other thing they want to put up is they want to put up the Zion Curtain, which of course, Zion is the Mormon homeland thing that Utah's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they want to put up the Zion Curtain so little kids can't see the booze. Yeah. We saw this with Chuck's daughter because I was drinking Guinness in front of her, and the next thing you know, she's total lush at age three. <laughs> You know those ribs I smoked yesterday? Yeah. All done with Guinness. <laughs> well, there you go. See? See what happens when kids can see the booze from a distance? Well, they, they, they've outlawed Chili-style restaurants, right? Really? Yeah, where you've got the op- the bar invisible from the restaurant area. Oh, sure. It's in, like, the middle. You, you can't build those anymore. Huh. Drinks crazy. have to be prepared out of sight. Out in the, in the darkness. Wow. That's... Where the evil lurks. <laughs> Existing restaurants... <laughs> Go on. I can't. <laughs> Watching Jurassic Park much? Nieces and nephews love it. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Uh, you know, I'm kind of afraid to even breathe the air in here now. <laughs> <laughs> I am always somewhere in the darkness behind you. <laughs> well, making drinks. <laughs> How long have you been back there? Oh, for quite some time now. <laughs> Would you like a Mai Tai? Or my other favorite answer. How long have you been back there? Long enough. <laughs> to make you this mojito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the drinks have to be prepared outside. So, yeah, so Carrie, what it is is uh, the standard beer you pick up in your 7-Eleven, your Albertsons, whatever, grocery store is 3.2% alcohol. Mm-hmm. There, There's an upside to this. Like you say, there are decent beers of mm-hmm. 3.2% total persuasion. The cool thing is when I go home to visit San Diego now, oh God, it yeah. doesn't take much. No, no. Get us real beer from anywhere out of state. We are on our asses. Yeah, like one or two beers in. We're, <laughs> we're bad. We are loony. You may have noticed the second Wheel Nerds show. We were getting particularly loopy. We each had two beers from out of state. We're working on our third by about mm. halfway through the show. Yep. We were pretty schnockered. <laughs> doesn't take much anymore. Nope. <laughs> so that's that's the deal with beer in Utah. It's uh, it's uh, it's weird. Come to uh, Utah, carry and experience it for yourself. Yes, and bring 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 a sidecar full of contraband on your way in. <laughs> we'd, we'd really appreciate that. You could just stuff a onesie, you know, Bud yeah. Miller, our friend Bud, Bud Miller. Miller yeah. Bring Bud Miller with you. Yeah, <laughs> that's the code for the out-of-state visitors. Mm-hmm. Bring Bud Miller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there it is. What have you learned tonight, Chuck? I've learned. I need a leather vest with a big skull on the back <laughs> and fatty straps. <laughs> it's all about the fatty straps, isn't it? I'm learning that Chuck has more, even more robots than I can see in this room. Oh, God, yeah. I've got a lot of robots. <laughs> it's okay. you got a lot of motorcycles, too, so you're tough. You're hardcore. Yeah, I'm more into the motorcycles now than I am the robots. But, God damn, I want a motorcycle to transform oh, yes. into a robot. Give it to us. And you know what? millions of missiles. If I get a motorcycle to transform into a robot, fuck gear. I won't need it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time you're about to crash, you transform into a robot. It just catches me. I got you. Dun, 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 dun. Makes sense. And there'd be like cool theme music and my hair would go all spiky. Nice. Dun, 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 dun. And that my watch would have this holographic projection when they and want And the swishy me. backgrounds. Don't forget the swishy backgrounds. Yeah. And, then, and you could have one too and we can combine them together to make a bigger robot that would fight evil somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just as long as I'm not in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to kick again. No! <laughs> Kicking. Oh, no, 
Kick in. Why? <laughs> Aren't you glad you're not wearing a helmet? Kicking. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's about all we have time for tonight. Remember to check us out at wheelnerds.com or write a review of us on iTunes.com. Send us letters. Send us your uh, listener-submitted what do you call that? Wadekpa, the Wheel Nerd Disorganized Unpaid Correspondent Program. Yeah, you whatever. too can be on Wheel Nerds. You know, just record something and send it to us. Yeah, yeah preferably something know. funny. Something about bikes, too. I don't, I don't want to know about you getting naked. Yeah, don't send and, us anything about your cat. Or, yeah. Well, what, what about the kitties are cute. What about the little bonsai kitties in the jars with the faces plastered against the... Cl- That's cute. And we're out of time. Kitties! <laughs> Ride safe, everybody. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.